feel like at my age, well, what are you going to around and say, what happened? So I'm telling you, think today is not, today is, I'll never say today's a special day because it's Father's Day. Listen, I want to tell you something. Today is special because God made today. See, there's a difference. It's not just this mantra that we say in Scripture. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will. And me. Yeah, I see, but that, there's a difference in the Word of God for today. Gosh, I just, just I'm smart enough. I'm just not smart, Lord. You better make me that way. He uh, brought a Hebrew, excuse me, Hebrews chapter 3. Yes, we're going to do some Scripture today. Hebrews chapter 3. Go to Revelation, make a left. That's the easiest way to get there. Or if you got a phone, you don't even need directions, right? Like it does it for you. That's what's great about phones. But what makes today so different? I can't contain myself in this because the word of God is so deep. I'm, I'm serious. It's so deep. I've been trying to figure this out. And for the first time in my life, y'all know how many times I've read through scripture. It's just like you. I mean, the whole Bible just burning it up, right? How many times I've read through books? You know all that. But the bottom line is, I can't wrap my mind on this, but it's too precious for me. What makes today so special? Lamentations, we've used this, puts it like this. It says this, and I'm going to use the New King James Version because I like the angle they put on it. says, through the Lord's mercies, through the Lord's mercies. Let me say that again. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not what? Consumed. Think about it. There's something special about today. This is not an ordinary day. And it hit me for the first time. I kept thinking, okay, day after day after day. I don't understand this stuff. But now God's word made it very clear. Through the Lord's mercies, oh, we are not consumed. Because his, his compassions fail not. They are new every what? Every morning. The mercy of God is given to us because the wrath of God was so totally absorbed in Jesus Christ that all of a sudden now we get the mercies of God to face a new day and though we do right or though we do wrong, Jesus Christ's faithfulness never fails. And so regardless of what happens, God has called us to something today. This is so proud. I'm trying to understand it. Because, so here's the main idea. It's on Facebook. It's some, uh, some in church. Because of the gospel of Jesus, today can be different than any other day. There's something about today that God wants to communicate in Scripture. And I want us to look at that. Hebrews chapter 3. So Lord, open our eyes. Open our eyes. Hebrews chapter 3. Now, let's just dive in. I'm going to be at the uh, ESV uh, for a little bit, and, and I'll use some uh, other ones from the New King James. Here we go. Therefore, holy brothers, there's a lot of therefore in Hebrews. Therefore, holy brothers, you who share in a heavenly calling, consider Jesus. Hmm? Apostle, the apostle. Jesus is not only, he's this messenger to us and high priest of our confession. Who is faithful to him who appointed him? Just as Moses also was faithful in all of God's house. 
For Jesus has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses. Moses, let me just say this. Moses is not the hero of the story. Abraham is not the hero of the story. Jonah is not the hero of the story. King David is not the hero of the story. The Apostle Paul is not the hero of the story. The Apostle John is not the hero of the story. The Apostle Matthew is not the hero of the story. And we know that Apostle Peter is not the hero of the story. It is only one story with his name written about it, all centered and focused on the name of every name, and his name is what? Jesus has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses. As much more glory as the builder of the house has more honor than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is who, saints? Now Moses, check this out, was faithful in all God's house. As a servant. To testify to the things that would be spoken of later. But Christ is faithful over God's house. He's not in God's house serving. He is over God's house as the point of glory. To testify to these things that were to be spoken later, but Christ is faithful over God's house as a son. And we are his house if indeed we hold fast to our confidence and our boasting and our hope. Now check this out. Then he begins to quote Psalm 95. This is why today is so uh, listen, I'm gonna be all over the place. Brandy, I love you. You are my daughter. I love you. You're strong. Why? This because of the gospel of Jesus Christ today can be different. Today can be different. And I'm gonna show you in scripture. Well, I believe the Holy Spirit's gonna show you in scripture. Jeremy Paul is 20 times the disciple I am. Uh, I'm, I'm more, I'm, I think my heart's evangelistic, but he is 20 times the disciple I am, 20 times the teacher I am. I pray that he'll take it and go way deeper than I can even dream of going. But scripture's gonna say something about today. And look what he says here in the verse. He says, therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, don't miss that. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, and he begins to quote Psalm 95. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Now, let me just stop for a moment. Let me show you why today, the word today is so important. Look at verse 7. It says, today, if you hear his voice. And then go down, but uh, in verse 13. Look down to verse 13. But exhort one another every day, as long as it's called what? See how it's in quotations. That's important that you see those quotation marks. The editors are on to something in the scripture. Look at verse 15. Verse 15. As it is said, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as in the rebellion. Uh, if you want to continue this, go to chapter 4, verse 7. Chapter 4, verse 7. Again, he points a certain day, in quotations, the word today, saying through David, so long afterward, and the words already quoted, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. So there's one word called today that he wants us to focus on. Then there's another word that he wants us to focus on, and it's called rest. It's called rest. Now, the idea of rest in American dream is not the idea of rest in Scripture. The I Sunday is 
relax a little bit. No, 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 no. This is too, this is too powerful. So he's using the word today, and then he's going to point to something to rest. Now go back into chapter uh, 3. Go back into chapter 3, and let's look at verse 7 and following. He says, therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear his voice, this is verse 7. Today, if you hear his voice, then in verse 8, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. On the day of testing in the wilderness, when your fathers put me to the test and saw my works for 40 years, therefore I was provoked with that generation and said, they always go astray in their heart. They always go astray in their heart. They have not known my ways. As I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my what, saints? So today is a very special day. I know Lamentations 3. His mercies are new every what? Morning. So because of God's mercy, mercy because Jesus absorbed the wrath of God, the very curse of God, so the widow's stand in the curse, then God has something today. But today, in Scripture, that word, that's why it's using quotations, means something. It's connected to something. It's connected to rest. I want you to see something. But the Israelites could not enter into the rest when they came out of Egypt, when God set them free out of their bondage. They could not enter rest because they did not believe. That's why some people in high school and you sit around, some people go to college, some people go to college, and they're never restful people because they do not believe God. Watch, I'll show you. It couldn't enter his rest. Oh, it's a reference to when Moses, in the first time, in Exodus chapter 17, he had to strike the rock, and after he struck the rock, what happened, saints? Anybody know? Water came out. Then, that's at the beginning of the wilderness journey. And then over here, there's another time in the wilderness journey, towards the end of the 40 years, there's no more water, and God said, speak to the rock, and Moses struck it. And God said, Moses, you're not going to go into the promised land. Why? Not because he struck the rock, but he did not believe the word. I'm talking to myself. He didn't believe the word of God. Read it for yourself in numbers. And all of a sudden, this rock became an idea of what God was trying to communicate. God is called the rock. He is my rock. He is my fortress, King David said. He is my deliverer. He is my strong tower. The righteous run into it there and say, there's something tied to today and rest. There's something tied to today and rest. In verse 11, as I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. But since Jesus absorbed the wrath of God, we can enter his what? Then God is saying something today. Take care, brothers, lest there be any of you, in, in any of you, an evil, unbelieving heart. Leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another to every day, as long as it is called what? It's in quotations. That none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin, for we share in Christ, if indeed we hold our ritual confidence, stay up firm to the end. As it is said, what's the next word, saints? If you hear his voice, 
preacher of Hebrews is giving you the context. He's talking to the Christians who were Jews, who became Christians, and he's saying, look, look at your heritage. Don't be like them who don't believe. Because if you don't believe, then today is just any other day. But if you do believe, today is connected to something so powerful, so life-changing, that no female, no male, no job, no cash flow, no fame, no opportunity can ever compare. Listen, I'm not trying to get people on this earth to exchange their bad for good. I'm trying to get to exchange what they think is good for what is great. Y'all tracking me? Or are you tracking the donuts? Alright, so. And with whom was he provoked for 40 years? Was it not those who sinned whose bodies fell in the wilderness listening to the death language? You want to be in a relationship without God? Somebody's going to fall. But you know what God said? You know what he said about relationships? He said, though the righteous man may fall, come on somebody, though the righteous man may fall, what? Seven times? What he's going to do? He's going to get back up because God is not the God of the dead, but the living. And it's not just somebody. Somebody needs to stand again. See, y'all are, y'all are right. Eat some more sugar. We'll get a little loose. And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who were disobedient? It's not a disobedience of, I go out and sin. Disobedience to God is of the heart. Out of the mouth, the speaks, Jesus said. So we see that they were unable. See, I'm not making this up. I'm, I'm just giving you the scriptures to explain what I just said because the Spirit is so genius. So we see that they weren't able to enter because of their what, saints? See, it was unbelief. See, it's not my act of sin that causes me to be unrestful. It's not my act of sin. It's my disbelief that causes my act of sin. Come on, somebody. And see, when you're not restful, you're always running. Right? Proverbs 28, verse 1. Though the wicked flee when no one is chasing, the righteous are as bold as a lion. The wicked flee when no one is chasing. Nobody can rest without God. Nobody. Bigger, better, faster, stronger, more, 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 more. When is it ever enough? When is it ever going to be enough? When am I going to be secure? Do I have enough to be secure? Do I have enough to do this? It's always going to be more. We can never rest unless we're in the presence of God. Because we're in the presence of God, we don't try to get what we already have. While the promise of entering his rest, still what? There's an opportunity for us today to enter. There's an opportunity for us. This is mind-blowing to me. This, this chapter, I can't explain. I'm going to, God, please, don't let me jack people up. I jack it up, people. I'm going to break it down this way. We're going to read this. Listen. Why does he quote Psalm 95 and say, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. And he offers you a choice to go into rest. Why does he say in Psalm 95, mm, come on somebody, why does he give them an opportunity to go into rest when the last time I checked in Genesis 
chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2. And six days created, and on the seventh day, God. Hard on that track again. While over here in Psalm 95, is he giving you an offer to enter into his rest? With Genesis chapter 2, his rest was already done. Why does the offer still stand? Why is there an offer to rest when God has already entered into rest? And by the way, let me give you a little nuance. Go back and check the scripture. And I am so thankful to John Selham. Oh, this is so, God, please don't let me mess it up. Did God ever speak on a day of rest? Look at it. In all of creation, what did God do all six days? He did what? I didn't hear you. He did what? He spoke, but on the seventh day, he never spoke. Why? It is, come on somebody, finished. When you rest in Jesus, God don't need to speak, because what he's already spoken of is already going to be done. Come on somebody, that's why. When you rest in God, you don't have to hear another voice, what he's already said. When you already got his word, you don't need an additional word. He never spoke. Go back and look at it. He never spoke on a day of rest. Never. God was silent. And the reason why he was silent was because the day was set apart. Come on, somebody. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 15 and follow. We can just start going. I don't have no time to explain what rest is and what it's like. What rest is not for you and I to lie down and look at some TV. It's not to lie down and take a nap. Rest is for us because God was silent on that day to draw us into him because in the sixth day when he made us and made us in his image, our image was to, of him in us was to draw us to him. So the day of rest was for us to be more like Jesus instead of being more like ourselves. The silence should draw us into his presence because his image is in us and he's drawing us in. That is what rest is. When you believe God said something, then you go ahead and act on it. And that, my friend, is called Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of the, the very substance, the substance. It is the word of God in us driving us to do something, and we go out and do it, and we rest in his word, not because we need to God give us something more, because God has already said it and done it. That's why Jesus said, it is finished, to tell us I paid in full. His words were made full. Though his word may tarry, scripture says, wait for it, right? Because his word in Isaiah 55 never returns. Come on, somebody. Void. He's speaking to us. Today is a different day. Today is a day because in Genesis chapter 2, he said, I have entered into my rest. And I'm calling you to enter into my rest. But the Israelites could not enter into his rest because they did not Therefore, they did not believe. They did not enter into his rest. Therefore, sin caused the gap between man and the opportunity to enter into his rest. Adam and Eve saw that. They could not enter into his rest. And though, therefore, God used King David because the Messiah is going to be called the Son of God. And the Holy Son, the Messiah, David is issuing this call today. 
Verse 4, verse 1. Stop looking for other things. I want you to be my offensive line coach. If I get the job at Rutgers right now, it's between me and a guy from the 
the CFL. Would you do it? I didn't even pray. Of course, I was like, yeah, I'm in. Let me pray about it. Okay. You know, boom, I'm there. Right? What happens is, I heard this dude's voice. And I turned around and I recognized his voice. And I embraced his fellowship. And out of his fellowship, I had this job opportunity. Well, I remember when I was trying to get over there as a GA Notre Dame, I remember that Notre Dame said this. They were worried. They said, well, John, I don't know if we can hire you because you're married. Because you're going to learn this. And I know that some of you want to go into sports management. You're going to learn very quickly that the hours are demanding. Can I get a witness? She's like, Oh, God. 
with me. Jesus is with God. He's the Word of God gone forth in the firstborn God created. In the beginning, Genesis 1, but it could be translated in the firstborn, all the way back to Colossians chapter 1, 15 through 17. He is the image of the invisible God. Colossians 1.15, the firstborn over all creation. Genesis 1.1, in the firstborn God created, in Jesus God created, and in Jesus it is finished. We don't have to keep looking, we don't have to keep searching. Your call in life is already finished. If you want to know your call, go to the one who gave you the call. It's finished in him. Calvin can make his life work. And he can sacrifice and sacrifice, and it will be a trail of tears. And he can get to where he wants to if God gives him mercy enough to breathe every day and opens those doors. But if he rests in Jesus Christ, then I will tell you this, then Calvin doesn't have to work where Jesus has already done the work. You see what I'm saying? Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Okay, that works great. For he, verse 4, for he has somewhere spoken of the seventh day in this way. God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this passage he said, they shall not enter my rest. So therefore God rested from his works in Genesis 2. But because of the sin of woman and man, God says, you can't enter my rest. My wrath is upon you. But because of Jesus, because of the prophetic call and the work of Jesus, King David in Psalm 95 begins to say, Today, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Let's keep going. Since therefore it remains, this is verse 6, for some to enter it. And those who formerly received the good news failed to enter because of disobedience. That is, their unbelief. Again, he appoints a certain day. Now he puts quotation marks. Today, saying through David, so long after, after God had entered his rest. In the words already quoted, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. All hardening of your heart is his disbelief. Matthew chapter 13, do you remember the parable? The parable of the sower? Do you remember Matthew chapter 13? He begins to explain it. I think down in verses 15, 16 and following. He begins, Jesus begins to explain to the disciples the parable. And he says, if you hear the word of God and the heart is hard, then the birds of the air come and they take the word. It's sitting like on a hard soil that does not penetrate. And the birds represent Satan. And they come and take away the word. And they don't even remember what they heard. Some of you might walk out here today and not remember. Because you might be blinded by the little God of this age. That scares me now. Verse 7 again. He appoints a certain day. Today, St. David's home afterward. And the word's already quoted. Today, the ears were in the heart of hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken of another day later on, break it down. He's saying, look, even though the people of Israel did 
disobeyed, and for 40 years a whole generation died out that was 20 or over who did not believe. But a generation 20 and under got to go into the promised land. He's saying if the promised land was really the sabbatical rest, if the promised land was really the sabbatical rest, then why is King David and Psalm 95 saying today you can still enter the rest? Because the place where the people went doesn't mean that they had the presence of the person who gave them the place where they went. Don't miss it. The promised land is not the answer. I'm tired of Christians saying, I'm waiting on the promised land. We don't need the land. We need the land owner. You can tweet that. There's only so much time left in today. Right, Pastor Jeremiah 20. The harvest is past. The summer is ended. And we are not saved. That then God knows. For Joshua had given rest God would not have spoken of another day later on. So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. We don't have to continue to bust it in order to get it when God has already pushed back and destroyed everything and he even said the gates of hell will not prevail against my church. We don't have to work for something that God has already promised to give us. See, our golden life is his presence. Our golden life is not to be married, though it is a good thing. Our golden life is not to make $18 million, though it is a good thing. Our goal, listen, I'm not putting down, I'm not putting down my finances. Finances are great, and God blesses many believers with a lot of finances. Great, but that's not the goal. The goal is His presence. And because of the gospel, we get the presence of the Holy Spirit right now. The goal of the gospel is not to go to heaven. The goal of the gospel is not the forgiveness of sins. The goal of the gospel is not eternal life. The goal of the gospel is not the righteousness imputed to us. The goal of the gospel is that the gates of His presence are open to us. An open heaven, Jesus baptized, open heaven, the Spirit comes down. We are sealed with the Spirit. Now we have a relationship with God. That's the goal of the gospel. Is our relationship in His presence. So then there remains a separate rest for the people of God. Whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from His works as God did from His. Remember, Sabbath rest is not for us to recuperate physically. It's for us to be in the one who does recuperate us physically. That's the Sabbath. And the world is trying to say, Sunday, fun day. Sabbath, the rest is in God. So the image in us in Genesis 1, 26 and 27, the image of God in us, for six days, God creates. And on the sixth day, he creates his highest creation, us, and on the seventh day, he stops talking. Why? Because he's driving his creation to talk to him. That was good. That's Sabbath. Sabbath is us coming to him. Sabbath is us coming to him and believe that the word that he has already spoken over our lives, whatever level that might be, whatever age that might be, wherever you're going that might be, whatever word he has spoken that in, in over our lives, we know that that word is coming to fruition because it is finished. Because in Jesus Christ, as Corinthians says, he is the yes and amen 
Let us therefore strive. The word strive in the original language means a speedy thing. I'm sorry, Brandon. I want to show that Francis Chan video so bad. Well, can we just show them just a brief? I want to show you if we can get enamored with God. If we can be consumed with God. If that, if He was our rest and nothing else gave us rest, then instead of us seeking rest of others, maybe we could give rest of us. Hey, come on, come on, let's talk. How many times have you been in a relationship with somebody? Well, I just talked to everybody in this room. Y'all might say, well, I haven't been in that relationship. Just come. How many times have you been in a relationship where they took more from you than what you could give? Come on, let's just be real, right? You want to know why? Because people that are unrest, people that have unrest, take from everybody who has rest. But the last time I checked, we who rest in Him, our rest can never be completed because His never is. That's why people are looking for what we have. I don't need a drug when I got the one that's the greatest one. I don't need a better job when I got the presence of the one who created all jobs. I don't need a better lover when I've got the best lover of my soul. Hmm? Today, you have a chance to enter rest. You've been trying to rest on your own. You've been trying to do stuff on your own. You've been trying to make stuff on your own. You've been trying to make it work on your own. You've been running your life on your own. You've been going your own way on your own. And you have no rest, and you're in a place of no rest, because God says today that you've got to strive. And that word strive literally means right here. It means to speedy, a speedy commitment. It means, so, it means this idea, a, a speedy commitment to accomplish all that God designs to us through faith. But we got to be there with Him. Can we show that, please? If you don't mind, take a couple minutes and look at this as she makes this for us. I understand the gospel is powerful. And God could use an unbeliever to preach the gospel because there's power in the gospel itself. I understand that. And I understand God is a sovereign God, and He is going to draw people to Himself. But I also see in Scripture we have a responsibility. And it's not even necessarily just a responsibility. It's not even a desire. I mean, don't you want to be that guy? <laughs> right? Don't you want to be that guy that the, the people go, wow, you've got a connection with Him. You, you, God listens to you. Uh, he doesn't listen to me like that. Do you still believe that was the final point of uh, Joel's message last night. You know, still believing that God answers prayer. And I, I love the childlike faith that Paul was talking about. Is that still you? I mean, how many of you guys grew up in church? Grew up going to Sunday school church? Wow. Wow. Okay, when you were a kid in Sunday school, what was your favorite story? Jonah. Okay? Yeah, that's because it was every other week. But what, what, what else? What, what other? Uh, you get to cut out the whale. And what, what, what else? What were some of them? Try to think back. What, David and Goliath, right? What, what else? Mount Carmel, Elijah. I know, I love that one. What else? Daniel, the lions. Then, yeah, you can still see the pictures on the felt. What, what else? What else? Jericho. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're marching around, blowing the, the trumpets. What, what else? The Exodus, 
fiery furnace. David's mighty man, yeah, just killing everyone.
Thank you.